0: just went and skated at the uh went and skated at the skate park for a little bit It was like a dinker kind of like a diy skate park in my neighborhood um, a dinker yeah it's like it's like um it's like a it's a it's a school that isn't a school anymore and then they that built, only like,
1: sounds a, like a sexual euphemism to me i don't know
0: mm, it is baby wait till i describe <laughs> it <laughs> you're ruining the surprise christian uh, your, your uh, portrait is next to it <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hey everybody, welcome to the 49th episode of MathCast. I'm your host, Christian.
0: And I'm your co-host, Levi.
1: And before we get started, I just want to remind everybody, please follow us on Spotify, hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, leave us five stars, leave us a review. If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at mathcoreindex at gmail.com. Bands on this episode are determined in part by our Patreon supporters, so if you want to go check that out, you can get some exclusive benefits there as well. So let's go ahead and get started here. So the first band we're going to talk about is... Octopoop and uh, Octopoop are a well is a solo noise rock mathcore project from Seoul South Korea by way of France if I'm not mistaken and they just put out their new full length album Kichombre on September 4th I mean this is some super sassy dancey noise rock with like some occasional mathcore influence and kind of like power violencey vocals how did you pronounce it again? I'm, I'm pretty sure it's Octopulp. Octopoop Okay. <laughs> poop. Okay.
0: Poop. Yes. Poop. Yeah. That's what yeah. I wanted. Poop. Yes. 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 Okay. Um. Man. All over the fucking board here. Truly. This, yeah.
1: The shit is wild. <laughs>
0: uh, one thing, just to
1: quickly, I don't want to cut you off, but one yeah, yeah. very identifying feature of this project is the visual performance aspect that the the, uh, the artist wears an octopus mask, in all of the all of the live performances that I've seen, and there's always like projections in the background.
0: And I believe like album covers too. He's got that going on as well. So yeah, um, I, I I don't even know where to start with this, Christian. Um, <laughs> it's different. It is so different, but in a good way. It's this album. You can tell there's creativity. There is fun being had, but I did not view this as goofy. I guess no, I would not at all. Describe it as you know um, in boy, oh boy, is there a line that he did not cross. And that is very cool. Um, just gushing with creativity, I, I think there's just personality in each song. Uh, I really love that there are literally, f- I, I think he breaks the record in the number of featured vocals. There's literally, I think, featured vocals on every track from a different person. Um, there's a lot going on here. I uh Oh shit, I mean, I'm just noticing that now, you're right. You see that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty fucking crazy, dude. Um it's it, I, I mean there's a little bit of everything. It's like grind grindy, punky, hardcore, you got the little math in there. It's it's all mm-hmm. there, man. It's fucking all just kind of rolled up into a nice little like protein ball, you know? Fucking <laughs> little power ball.
1: <laughs> little peanut butter breakfast ball Yeah, you. dude, yeah, dude. Mm, I want one of those now. <laughs> but yeah, just really really great visual aspect to this whole thing. I feel like the visual aesthetic is like really dialed in and the the performer plays drums live and then has like the guitars looped, so it's kind of like you're getting the truly the complete one man band experience here.
0: Ah, uh, yes, one man band. Which
1: he's able to replicate live, which is clearly really challenging.
0: That is the I think that is one of the first other than I think maybe Zombie Shark as well that we're seeing like go live with this kind of stuff you know um but oh, and zombie shark
1: con- does per- does perform as a uh, you know just solo doesn't have the accompanying guitarist either live you're, that i've seen yeah
0: you're yeah 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 it's usually just yeah uh, what i've seen from zombie shark is just like programmed everything's just programmed mm. um but Backtracked. um yeah i just we don't i mean we i mean fuck it's pretty much every episode we cover one to fucking four of a uh, one person projects and uh it's always the, the the discussion like, man, would be cool if this would be a live thing or man, could it be a live thing or that kind of idea. Um, but I guess this guy's pulling it off, which is amazing.
1: Yeah, well, JP, the uh, I believe that's the name of the songwriter, definitely pulls this off super well. I don't know if you walk, watched the uh, the live footage for that. Yes, that, I did. That, okay, the song, the single Dijow Planet, I believe it's pronounced, is so good live. That's what really hooked me on this project, actually. actually he sent me the press kit and it had that video in it and that was that's
0: what hooked me right there I love it Um yeah man uh, a lot of tracks grabbed me uh I thought Korean Proverb was amazing just due to like the dancey catchiness of that track um, mm-hmm. and then uh, I really enjoyed uh, as Dancy, far as just
1: you know by the way just describes the whole album too
0: oh it's just like I said in uh, the beginning just that, that feel good positivity it's just you know there's a lot of fun to be had in this in, in, the, uh, in the listen through this um, and then the more math core track I guess you know the kind of thing like what I would you know pick for a track was the the Hokuto de Cuisine or I think it's pronounced Hot Cuisine? Hokuto yeah yeah I'm sorry I'm not looking
1: at it right
0: now Yeah, ho- oh, Hokuto, no. Hokuto de Cuisine Cuisine
1: you're right Hokuto yeah. de Cuisine
0: that would be the. I mean, that. Uh, I was that like, oh, great. Levi,
1: you dummy. You don't know how to pronounce Hote.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I was trying to do the words right. <laughs> Did good.
1: I should have given you the benefit of the doubt. I'm such an asshole.
0: <laughs> oh, Levi, <laughs> yeah, he doesn't yeah. know. It was <laughs> like last episode where you thought I was the one offline, but it was you the one offline.
1: You know, it, but it was I who had goofed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I was definitely like talking to myself totally in the wrong fucking Discord. Chad.
0: Oh, I can only imagine the words, the names you were calling me, and stuff. (laughs) It's like that son of a what the (laughs) motherfucker.
1: no which is why I I had to call you too.
0: Mm -hmm, Mhm, mhm.
1: That's what it took for me to figure that out. But yeah, this is this is a really fun listen. This is one of my favorite releases of the podcast for sure. I, I listened to this quite a few times. I feel like there's a lot of really strong material on the album. It's very catchy and just again very impressive because it's one person pumping out all this material. Despite like the three year lapse in releases or whatever it was. I did feel like it could certainly get a little repetitive at times, and I think I think that's just due to the limitations of it being a one person project, you know.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, I mean at some point it's like it it is just him doing it, so I mean mm-hmm. yeah, I mean it, it, yeah. That's I think all that create
1: right. I think that creates some compositional limitations. Mm-hmm. Like Shugaibu and the following track the one that you mentioned, like in Korean Proverbs excuse me, Korean proverb. Proverb, yep. Yeah, I felt like both of those were a little repetitive. Especially the former sampled, like, stuttering vocals and uh, the latter's, like, main motif. They just kind of repeat too many times for my liking. And I also didn't care for the last track, but it's a bonus track, so...
0: It is, yeah, I would, yeah, it's definitely a bonus track. I mean, it's like, it's Um, not
1: a bonus track, but of course it is actually a bonus track, you know.
0: It separates itself so much where it is just that by default.
1: Right, exactly. It's like when new metal bands back in the day would just, like, throw a, a completely... Acoustic- <laughs> well, that's, like, a metalcore thing is throwing, like, the acoustic intro, but, you know, they're, like new metal bands would always have, like, that bonus track that was completely different from the rest of the album stylistically.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I get it. Yeah, dude, I get it. Yeah.
1: That was a thing back in the day, as it's I recall.
0: Definitely a thing, yep. And just a quick FFO. Um, you got anything else you want to say about this, actually? No, I was just literally going to... Dude, I'm going to put that... Just yeah. What's your FFO for this? Uh, I, I Honestly, I, I have no comparisons. I was a little confused in where to go with this to compare. I, guess. I got you.
1: I got you, fam. Just a, some quick tracks that I like, though. First, I like Dejao Planets. I think I mentioned that earlier. I think that's my favorite track, actually. It's just super catchy, sassy dance number with a like, kind of like a math core sort of bridge, so to speak. Uh, yeah. I like track 11, Nothing Lasts, which is one of the more technical and heavy songs. Those are like my my two main highlights, though. My FFO, if you like Daughters, the Locust, and Willsy I think this is something that you'll enjoy. I mean, I felt like the this sort of like, what is it, the disco beat that you hear a lot employed by Daughters, and of course, Willsy were are kind of acolytes of that style, and the zany kind of um, sort of high-pitched, wacky vocal stylings you get from like the Locust, with like the synthesizers too, the keys.
0: Yep, yep, zany is a good word.
1: I think we'll be using that a lot more on this podcast, too, some of their bands we're going to talk about later. So um, we're going to go ahead and give you uh, Dejao Planet, which is track four from Kichombre. Hopefully I'm pronouncing both of those correctly. And that came out on September 4th of 2020. Here we go. Right, so that was Dejao Planet, which is track four from Octopulpe's new album, Kichombre.
0: Man, good choice on that track, dude. Amazing choice. That was the one.
1: Thank you. Yeah, I think so, too. That's the fucking that's the hitter of the album, for sure. I mean, I, like I said, the, the footage of the album release really sold me on it, so I'll try to remember to link that for you in the description when I post the episode.
0: Sorry to cut you off. I literally was just so juiced off that track. I was like, oh, yeah, that's the one.
1: The disc, Holly is saying uh, Octopulpe, so yeah, that's what I was kind of...
0: I thought I had it right, dude. You always got the words down. No. I do not. No, no. Nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> no.
1: no, no. <laughs> fucking yeah, really good album though. <laughs> really enjoying that.
0: Go ahead, Levi. Cough.
1: Let it out. Oh let, no, I let, let one loose, I'm, bud.
0: No, I'm smoking good weed, so I was just a little, little. Eh, eh, that's it. So. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. So we uh, shall we press on with another fucking banger.
0: Yeah, um what's up uh what's up next?
1: Next we're gonna talk about Bathe. And Bathe are a sludgy grindcore slash mathcore band, maybe, out of Columbia, South Carolina, featuring members of Sign Zoom Toad and Abacus. And they just dropped their new album, A Field Guide to Dead Birds, on September eleventh. And this is some really excellent, chaotic, dissonant, and sludgy technical grindcore and mathcore, given some of the chord shapes, execution, and composition.
0: Um, I would like to agree with you, Christian. Um, holy fuck. This is probably the, the one for me on this uh, episode. Um, it was really enjoyable. I kept blasting through it. Gave me really, really heavy just vibes of that ulcerate malevec, you know, like little primitive man, you know, just, but once again, you're saying it right, just dissonant, a little angular at times, just dark. I agree with all those comparisons, though. Off kilter, Mm -hmm. off kilter, dude. I mean, it's, it's there. It's all there, man. Off kilter is also an apt descriptor, too. Yeah. It's so with these guys, um, They'd almost uh numerous tracks on here kinda got me into this like rolling like heavy kinda doom bobby kind of vibe and then Which is they how they self
1: describe it... too.
0: But then they kick it back up and they're like they throw these little breakdown kind of parts in there and they switch up the tempo a little bit and like man um, for this being such a heavy and dark band, they beyond had my interest the whole time and my attention. Uh, it, it was very just uh, enjoyable and interesting to listen to the whole album. Um, I, I have no complaints. I... I, I totally endorse this fucking album, uh, and I'm not sure if you noticed Christian, but these motherfuckers uh, they don't have any like vinyl on on right now. They got some T-shirts, they got uh, some CDs for sale, and they also have a bar of soap because <laughs> their name is Bathe, and they are embracing that. So, Dave,
1: that's drawn a lot of comments. The soap.
0: I I say kudos to unique merch. Uh, everybody. That's just smart there, marketing. Everybody out there. Now I'm gonna say two things. First of all, this idea—if you were ever to do it—you do it tastefully, and you're not pumping out just a bunch of bullshit. But you got to figure out what's right for you. Now my example is—is is the Locust. Since 1997, the Locust have pumped pumped out random little tippets, little little pieces of merch that they don't even do this whole like limited thing they just literally made 50 decks of trading cards and that's all that's out there and they made them in 1999 that's it like if you got a deck of locust trading cards keep them that kind of thing you know like i love just the unique random shit the the locust what locust had two controversial things they had the locust armband that Mm -hmm. was weird they had the locust coke mirror that was weird (laughs) okay i wouldn't call Uh, the
1: armband controversial but certainly the coke mirror that's both. that's sort of both. that's very provocative,
0: homie. I'm from North Dakota. The armband and Coke mirror were super taboo. Even they're, they're like synonymous in with scene. one another.
1: Did I miss Did
0: I miss the memo? I don't know, man. It it, it just they both they both didn't jive. In my is it for your my... forearm
1: where it rests on the mirror? Like I don't get it.
0: Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, the, the, the locust they they definitely just had random ass fucking merch like that, man. But um, I I really uh, embraced bathes uh, when I saw the bar soap. I'm like. Ha! yeah that's that's awesome that is just great
1: that was probably they just pretty much like i before anyone like talks shit about their name they've, they've got the bar of soap like fucking ready to go
0: and i mean naturally i mean fuck man i wish "bathe" with an e was even like somewhat unique but it's not there's like four different like single like a uh, unique like just like a uh, individual artists that are named under this absolutely on top of like one or two bands like it's it's not an uncommon name no, and I mean, like, I know, so Bath is definitely, so this band specifically, they have their releases on uh, Bandcamp, but they don't have them on Spotify, and if you go to Spotify, you type it in, you ain't, I mean, you're getting a lot of Bates, but you ain't getting these guys, so, it, I don't know, it's...
1: And then, of course, weird, there's there's Bath, too.
0: And there's Bath, yes, exactly, um, and I don't know, man, uh, we just, it's it's interesting times that we live in where everything is kind of just merging together, it's like, they're we're also it's like we're running out of words and numbers and shit and it's like people are just putting random shit together and it's like
1: we're running out know, of unique man. phrases it becomes yeah. ever more challenging every every yep. year to come up yeah. with a phrase and a, a you know when i'm trying to think of a new project name it's it's hard you mm-hmm. know, to come up with something unique and that's also search engine optimized
0: And we, when we, we, we fucking review bands on their, on their everything on their, uh, like how they act, their, their, the song titles, the, what they, what they're named. We're fairly thorough with our evaluations. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, we, we, we talk about this a lot too. It's like, Oh, they sound like this. Oh, they kind of like, Oh, they did this. was that a tip of the hat? Like, or it's like, (laughs) Oh fuck. Maybe it's just, they just played the fucking same Antarctica riff. Like that kind of thing. You know, (laughs) who fucking knows, man. I think think you mean the same sawtooth grin riff. (laughs) <laughs> oh, inter- thanks for correcting me, bud. Oh, okay, okay. I saw to it. That's what it was. No, I don't know, man. Uh but uh yeah, um I-, I gotta say Bathe overall though, uh even though in today's day and age it's just hard to search for these guys, um Very. I'm 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 so fucking pleased with this album. Uh and uh yeah, uh I I guess uh from here i I mean uh, what what tracks grabbed you, man?
1: Um well, I really liked, I liked track one, Audubon Mass. I thought that was very <laughs> gripping for track one.
0: They had my attention after that, dude. That is a great, it's, I mean. Powerful it's opener. A, it's a powerful opener, and I would respect if that would be your single as well. Um, It's a great fucking track.
1: Even more so, though, I liked track two, just due to the introduction, which has got those really great, you know, I'm just going to go and say panic chords, kind of a panic chords for an of introduction. <laughs> it's very, like, early Daughter's. Really, that's just please. That's a surefire way to hook me. Like pleasing noise and sound manipulation throughout the track as well. I also like track seven, Snarge, which was by far great song title, by the way. But by I far fucking the most, love
0: that song title.
1: Yeah, it's it's fucking tough. I thought that that was the most ambitious track on this album by far, and it really showcases their songwriting capability too, like the full range of it. The vocal performances I want to talk about for a second are just completely fucking unhinged on this album. I kind of wish that they were a bit higher in the mix at times because it sounds like it's really compelling shit and it seems like there's some genuine anger behind um, behind the delivery, so... Yes. They really they really can lean into that Doom and Sludge aspect and kind of, like, make some more, like, slow-burning tracks, too. So like, the,
0: the the slow and low track that I fucking really, really, really enjoyed was uh, the Avatrol uh, Paratheon uh, track. Mm. That one just... It, Yeah, light the joint and just set it on the ashtray and just let it burn, that kind of thing. Like, it's very, very nice.
1: I was kind of failing to say, but they can do both very well. Like, I enjoy both. You know, I'm usually, like, more into the balls to the wall, chaotic, you know, tons of time changes. But they can really do, like, the sludge doom part of their sound really well they too. They
0: balance it very well and I'm talking not even like between like this track to this track like in like in each track there's a little of everything where I mean once again this this album for as like just dark and heavy as it was uh, where sometimes it can almost be just this background of just you know disgusting awesomeness that you know most of us just like of just listening to heavy mm. extreme music this one like it was I was just hearing just just heavy just doom style and then just kind of kick up a little bit like, like a like breakdown kind of thing it's like oh do they just like turn it up a little bit like oh my god like um the
1: it's funny that you mentioned primitive man because i i was drawing a lot of comparisons to clinging to the trees of a forest fire i so
0: i i, I didn't want to do that just because it's uh I, honestly i was just like fuck Evan. a dead Evan. project <laughs> well i mean it's just like fuck evan's doing so many things i just didn't want to drop like ethan ethan yeah i didn't want to drop like the one project that he he first did, it was just like fuck. He's doing so many other things, and it's just like a- he's
1: probably tired of being reminded. He wants to be recognized for what his current effort now, which thing- is primitive man and and vermin womb, apparently too.
0: But I mean, like the, the, the I
1: mean, bringing that project. If back. you
0: were, if you were, I mean, so so evan he's got the the two kind of style vocals. Ethan, sorry he's got this he's got the two style vocals the primitive man kind of like more like oh thing going on but then he's and got then that ah. yes and that's where and, he took he he took that from clinging and went with vermin womb with that yes which mm-hmm. so i like i like the scavy with the the more blast beat side of the uh of a uh, um oh yeah Vroom me Wroom. too
1: but, don't get me wrong, I love Primitive Man, but Vermin Womb was like my shit. Yeah,
0: like, Primitive Man, though, there and is... And same with clinging. There is this style that, like, just like what Bathe is doing, where it just, I mean, it just all falls... Thank fall- you for tying them back into this conversation. It, it just <laughs> it just all falls apart in a good way. You know, every track mm. is like just deteriorating as it's building up, and I don't know how it's possible, but it's just, it's amazing, man. I fucking love just this new angular, dark, heavy... Sub genre that we just—I mean, you know—kind of it, it went from gore guts on, you know, and it's just it, it's great.
1: Stuff is amalgamating and changing every day. Yeah, it's wild to see music just evolving in front of our our very eyes. You know, okay, dude. Especially this—the extremity that we're we're listening to is especially changing and just uh, amalgamating with all different styles yeah. so quickly every year. I mean,
0: music's definitely getting heavier and stonier, and I'm quite all right with that.
1: Same here. I mean, this was this was fucking incredible. I love this. This is quickly becoming one of my favorite releases of the year. And they also have a song called Collocal Kiss." So I was gonna you, say you know, that,
0: that was my last <laughs> note. That was my last <laughs> note.
1: You know they're on the fucking level, basically.
0: Yep. Yep. <laughs> I was like, I was like, what do you think about that track, "A uh, Cloak Kiss"? There, uh, dude.
1: That's that's a very good nod. Um, they also reminded me quite a bit of Umbraleo, who we talked about last episode, I believe. Yep. Yep. Who remind me of Gaza too? This reminds me a lot of of Gaza. I feel like that would actually peg that as their main influence, truly, because Gaza was like the original sludgy mathcore band in my mind, anyway. So
0: I I had uh, Gaza in my mind, but then I thought and was like, wow, I got a lot of other bands to name than fucking Gaza because of just whatever. Just like, yeah, we're got,
1: we're like kind got... of like naming too many dead projects in comparison yeah, exactly. to this this new one, so that kind of sucks. But... So that's what I'm saying: ulcerate,
0: <laughs> Malevich, M- 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 and Primitive Man. Current, there you go. Current I like current that fucking slamming body. projects. Band. A
1: current FFO of not dead bands. Yep, yep. All right, so um, I think we're ready to give you a track. What do you think? I think bud? exposed. I think exposed craw is the one. It's cool. not the most concise, but I feel like that introduction will just will hook them right away. So agreed. Great. So we're gonna go ahead and give you uh, exposed craw, which is track two from Bade's new album. And that album is called A Field Guide to Dead Birds. I had to think about that for a second. And that came out <laughs> on September 11th. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Ew. Here we go. <laughs> Disgusting. So good. All right, so that was Exposed Craw, which is track two from A Field Guide to Dead Birds, which is Bade's new album that came out on September 11th. It's about as edgy a release date as you could possibly hope for. <laughs> I,
0: I do, and I don't want to know if that was intentional.
1: Let's let's not even let's just push forward. <laughs> incredible, incredible work on that. Very strong work on that album, though. I'll give him that. Really, really enjoy that. I think that's yep. one of the finest things in extreme music this year. Actually, it's kind. Of, it's really creeping up on me quickly. I mean, it's been out for less than a fucking <laughs> week, and I've I've jammed it close to ten times. I want to say. Yep,
0: I I, I suggest bathe. I would say just fucking post yourself on every goddamn streaming platform and just fuck every other band or group that's named Bathe. Just fucking go for it. Uh,
1: Because they pretty much put every other Bathe I've ever heard in the fucking toilet. So yeah, I, I agree with that notion.
0: Yeah. Bathe more like flush.
1: Right, Christian? <laughs> more like bathe my swollen stump. I don't know. God. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs>
0: Um, yeah, for, yeah. I don't dude, know what for sure. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> yep. That's what you, yep. I said it too. I agree. Yep. All right. I
1: don't know what got into me.
0: <laughs> I fucking stumped. <laughs> uh, 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 I think there might just be one bar of soap left on the, on the, on the website. So I think somebody's got to pick that up. I think
1: Robert just bought one of them, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Robert, share it. Yes. Cut that into how many pieces? How many people are in the chat? He's got to break that bad boy up into that many pieces. Eight
1: pieces. You can all get it you know adequately clean with that. Absolutely. All right. So the next band we're going to talk about is Pathogen, and uh, Pathogen are a progressive metalcore gent band from Doylestown, Pennsylvania. Yes. What did you just say? Yes, what was what, I said it. Wait, 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 wait. wait. I said it's I, really? I used the dirty word, but it kind of.
0: Why? Why did you use it? Why did you use the word? I was just trying. I was trying <laughs> not to use the word in all my notes. Why did you get to use it right now? Why did you say that?
1: It's because of their. It's because of their sound, man. It kind of because they're gent. Because they're gent. It definitely recalls it? the the progressive metalcore gentiness core. of everything. They're gent. If you allow me to finish, it, <laughs> it certainly pregal- recalls the progressive metalcore of the mid aughts and anything that could have been out on Sumerian records, certainly. Okay. So, yeah, I'll I'll go ahead and use the descriptor here. Even though, uh, by and large, I don't like to acknowledge an onomatopoeia or acknowledge onomatopoeia as a genre tag, it definitely aptly describes at least, like, the, the context from which they're coming. Like, it's very catchy, heavy, and melodic progressive metalcore with tons of odd times and polymeters to keep it interesting. And you get that kind of, you know, glockenspiel
0: synth mm-hmm. arpeggio
1: and flourishes mm-hmm. in the background the entire time and it it really just recalls that that
0: term uh they got the track pendulum even in there i believe uh which is wait was it was it, a was it pendulum but uh yeah um uh wow i still i'm blown away that you're using gent uh that is great man um this is uh i mean obviously it's taken us back to that early um am i gonna i mean you didn't say it so i guess i'm gonna say it the the contortionist oh uh, that, exoplanet that's the top of, uh, of my era. list
1: i mean you took the words right out of my mouth and out of my notes. There, this album is totally aspiring to be another exoplanet for sure. Like down to the production and the songwriting, they were obviously <sighs> aiming to sort of replicate that aesthetic, at least to some degree.
0: So, I mean, like my my math and th- my math slash theory here is still a little like I'm I'm bouncing it, bouncing it off my own brain here every once in a while, but I believe where this whole, you know, what the contortionist exoplanet was—I'm pretty sure it was that influence of the faceless planetary duality slash just between the buried and me. Mm, um, I, very much I, so, yes. But the the I oh man um I'll describe it as like almost this uh the twinkly uh digitally kind of like spacey side that that exoplanet had mm-hmm. they are almost taking it's it's like um it's like they're borrowing the same samples you know what i'm saying from that album to this album you know i th- uh, i agree
1: and I, I think it's also again that those glockenspiel or the the midi glockenspiel it's basically synthesizers but the the sequence, that's, the sequence that is what i'm yes re- it's a glockenspiel You're right. whatever whatever sample it is they're using whatever instrument it is it's definitely recalling that time period born of osiris did it quite a bit
0: as well Absolutely. Especially in that first uh the the reign of whatever the fuck it is, that 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 first album, they definitely rocked that shit. Um, Which is
1: still a fucking great album. that still holds up in my opinion. Yeah. The new reign. Uh,
0: the new rain Thank you, yeah, man. We had this Thank
1: discussion so last episode too.
0: Um I yeah, there it, it this album has everything. It took me back um I I guess it it's so weird to have an album that is going so deep that it is reminding us of a specific album and that is what it is uh, it
1: screams Exoplanet there's no way to get around it Like they're,
0: it is the Exoplanet playbook in and, and, and a good way man th- that I is right like that's
1: not a, not a derogatory remark in any way because we're both huge I mean I'm a huge fan of the Contortionist's earlier work especially that album Yep. Yeah, I, I feel so, like a lot of bands aspire to sort of replicate that sound and few manage to do it this successfully and then do it I mean, do it so they, well and still retain some note of individuality too.
0: Yeah. If, they, if there was a contortionist handbook, I mean, these guys followed the rules completely. <laughs> um, and this is not, I, I, I feel like uh, I really want to draw the line here. In no way are these comparisons saying they are ripping off or like, this is a lazy side. I just no. Think no this otherwise is, we would have prefaced it, this
1: by saying we feel like you're extremely derivative of so the contortionist. That's how we would have. It, Address that and critique. Naturally, it,
0: and naturally, if I was talking to somebody from Pathogen and they were going to tell me that they they had no intention of it sounding like Exoplanet, I would, I would have my to raise an the, eyebrow. I would raise an eyebrow, um, but that's because it's. I mean, it, I mean, if it is, that's such a great just, you know, you time. You can't that's great get that timing, shit past, past just, me though. So, but that's, but that's yeah, that's the problem man, with that is you can't lot. get that past me. There's there's quite a few things I'm checking off here on the fucking handbook here that are going there, uh, but um what i want to say is that there is a little less of that kind of like singy vibe um thank
1: fucking god
0: exactly <laughs> that's personal uh, preference but yeah yep uh the the s- before this which i find interesting the they i'm pretty sure they had the the one single in 2018 and then they just fucking pull out this full length Um, that's correct uh, I think they teased everybody with a few single releases from this album but it's like this band had one single in 2018 and then they just fucking with this which is great Um, truly but it seems like even in in 2018 they had it they had it figured out Mm. they seem to be doing exactly that Uh, oh Tesseract I see in the chat there mm,
1: I agree with that comparison too
0: yep but again they don't
1: they're not using the, the clean singing though certainly the instrumentals remind me of that but yeah they're not clean singing they're not singing period there's no there's no singing. They, as much as i love the singing on exoplanet by the way but th- this is mm-hmm. like that just without a lot more a lot of those melodic sequences are just completely gone the pop sensibility element has been removed com- in, entirely
0: i think one thing they didn't do which i think might have been like the whole like uh adding the 10 percent to the 90 percent of uh sounding like exoplanet and the planet uh, planetary duality but i don't think they use that um that robotic slash like a um, vocoder
1: voice effect vocoder.
0: Yeah. Yeah. um,
1: (laughs) The world does not need any more vocoder vocals now.
0: No. And I mean, if that would be the thing I'd be like, this is a hundred percent. They're going to this. So, I mean, I guess, I'm thanks. First of all, thanks for taking out the singing and just thinking out, thanks for taking out that little, like, Speaky voice thing because we don't need that. It's like, I get it. I get it. It's, it's planetary. I get it. It's like space. I get it. You know, computers. I got it, I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. I'm fine. I'm fine.
1: I think what Levi is getting at is that particular like space alien deathcore. That aesthetic is playing
0: out. We down. are now. Like, Yo, okay, don't, right.
1: don't hate on fucking that song, fucks though. The song that you're making yeah. fun oh, of. Yeah, fucks. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. Poor Michael Keane. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, but at this moment just pause what do you think he's everybody what do you think he's doing right now just think uh. your head What's Michael Keane? Hopefully doing he's
1: right now? he's thinking positive and staying clean. I'm just gonna fucking I'm gonna stay positive for him right now. <laughs> I hope
0: yeah I I, I hope he's <laughs> drinking water and doing yoga. Yeah, I don't want to so fucking I don't do want to
1: addiction shame anybody right now because I definitely respect that guy's work. I think no, it's, it's not
0: even that. I I literally just want to know what what do you think Michael Keane's doing right oh, now? Oh, hopefully That's fucking very... actually <laughs> finishing
1: the next Faceless album and not being a bum. Oh
0: yep yeah.
1: Anyway, much love for Michael Keane. Faceless were incredibly inspiring. They really inspired the contortionist to. I mean, they're inspired by the face or excuse me. BT Bam inspired them, and then now yeah, we've got uh we've got Pathogen now, so Holler. We can thank them all for that. And this is this is a fucking massive, massive album. Every every track has got some extremely pulverizing, just obnoxious fucking rhythms. Um, especially Ego Death. I feel like that was the best vocal performance on the album. Mm-hmm. And were they are most sounding like themselves. I also really like this one like really lyrical moment towards the end of Redux uh, where this uh, where there is life death will follow where there is death life will grow which is just like so straightforward but incredibly effective and stirring and even like slightly hopeful yeah uh, I also enjoyed that really interesting sequence in the middle of dissociation where one one guitar is like kind of doing this like clean ostinato and the other is doing like staccato chugs and that transition to this into this part where like one of the guitars is like doing a kill switch thing it's just like checking off so many like brilliant (laughs) brilliant things in a fucking row like just really really well thought out track list uh i did feel like however sometimes as we're discussing with the whole exoplanet thing they're kind of wearing their their influences on their sleeve a bit here i think that also makes the sound it's just a little outdated on that note it's not like they're doing anything super groundbreaking (laughs) or new although they are Um, doing it well
0: it's so weird to like like the so you, uh you send me a pathogen i don't know anything about it i hit play track 1 i'm like oh shit this is like kind of like this is like this is like exoplanet track 2 oh shit the, oh fuck this the, oh, i see what they're doing and then from the rest <laughs> of that from that from the rest of the album in a good way because you and i both like exoplanet and appreciate what that is we're like, okay, yep, yep. I bet he's gonna. Oh, oh, and he did. Oh shit. Oh wait. Oh, oh the shit they added that. Oh shit. Like it's like where it's like we're watching Wayne's World, but like we're watching the director's cut. We're like, oh fuck, I didn't know they had that extra fifteen minutes at the end with the that that scene, like that kind of thing. That's a really interesting we're, analogy. <laughs> we are really appreciating it, but like it is at some point. I mean, man, if you're not digging it, I mean, you're just like, fuck. I fucking know exactly what's going on here, like that kind of thing. Um, I, I, just from us us two gushing on it and once again bud, i cannot believe i'm hearing the words gent out of your mouth and just like that was can we just move past it please no i don't i don't know i just i don't even know what to do right now i'm just (laughs) kind of confused i just like i don't know like
1: i had to acknowledge it that no i
0: appreciate that man i because it's still it is is a genre it is a it is it is it is a thing people need to describe stuff so i just i appreciate you embracing gent a little bit there totally
1: i definitely prefer the progressive metalcore tag but I'll, I'll concede that just due to how of the time it seems to be, even though it's not from that <laughs> yep. time. Yep, kind yep. of almost a period piece in that.
0: Way. Honestly, honestly, homie, perfect time, perfect time to give in. I appreciate that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but this is so good, though. Like as much as I despise, nay, revile that tag, <laughs> this is a real fucking good album, and you should all definitely get it in your ear holes. And if you're a fan of the Contortionist, uh, Born of Osiris sleep sculptor to give you a newer comparison with those kind of danza-esque danza-esque rather guitar riffs especially on uh svangard that has some of the most technically impressive guitar runs of the album that nearly rival the intensity of danza so go listen to that but we're going to give you ego death because i feel like that's kind of the single
0: i first of all i love the 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 song itself but the song title love ego death it's amazing it's great and I think it's what a lot of hap- a lot of time happens when you're taking hallucinogens and everything. You've Got to face that ego, you know. <laughs> For sure, so, it's good. bite
1: off the yep. hand that feeds the ego. Yep. You know, I also really liked track one quite a bit too from the bind. But yeah, I just feel like ego death is just the one because it's the middle section in particular is just fucking pulverizing.
0: Well, I'm going back to my lazy, like, uh, metalcore, deathcore days, and I love fucking track four uh, Dissociate just because it's just fucking head bobby, breakdown Break awesomeness. Yep, fucking little breaker track, track four, just bop, 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 See, that's
1: that's what they do well, though. They they do all the heavy stuff that Contortionist does, all those bands we just mentioned do, but minus all of the, like, more melodic kind of atmospheric fluff. Uh,
0: yes, and once again, man, just... As far as a complete album, this album shalams, and you're gonna yeah, be holy your head, shit! What, a, what an on. incredible
1: debut from them. They kind of just fucking came out of they left field. They just had with a this. single
0: before this. That's all they had. They had one single, and then they're like, "Oh, okay, because we're gonna fucking crush it then." And that's what they did. <laughs> so that's great.
1: Yeah, really, really nuts. So we're gonna go ahead and give you "Ego Death," which is track five from Pathogen's new album, Null Space, and that came out on August 25th of 2020. Here we go. I am nothing. Left. so that was Ego Death which is track 5 from Null Space which is Pathogen's new album that came out on August 25th yeah that shit smacks hard as fuck so next we're going to talk about Cell Damage Cell Damage are a chaotic hardcore trio from Apple Valley California and they just released their new EP Runoff of Acid Oil and Water which came out on September 20th excuse me actually don't have the correct release date on that. Is it August 20th? I'm sorry. Let's... Let's pause. September 4th. Yeah. It came out in the future. So they just released their new EP, Runoff of Acid, Oil, and Water, on September 4th. And we actually premiered a music video for the lead single, Imitation of a Crow, which was really sick. And this is just like, again, one of the, the very few chaotic bands out here in California. Uh, we talked about one last episode, the Arson Choir. This is another kind of like up and coming newer SoCal band that's doing some good stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. So I want to say off the bat, uh, I love the, the premiere. The music video is great. I love the I mean, in this in these trying times, uh, the classic uh, COVID style, you know, just homies are doing a video in their practice space, uh, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, and editing it so, very well, though. Editing very well. Uh, I do want to... I, man, I love listening to Cell Damage, uh, but there is a bit more critique, I guess, on them than I was expecting. i um, listening to the... I believe it's five tracks. I believe it's a full five tracks. Uh, the track one is the one that they premiered the video with. Um, mm-hmm. That song, naturally so i'm just i'm just you know I, I listen to the track i'm like oh my god this is crazy this is, this is amazing then i go listen to the album it's track one i'm familiar with it bam really nice chaotic kind of grindy just glitchy uh style of mouthcore going on and then after that i feel like track two to five is not anything like track one um in the styles um,
1: I'd have to agree with you. I think that that the imitation of a crow certainly the strength of that song carries the rest of the EP.
0: So if I mean if I was I mean if I was going to be like well this is all we have what do you want to do with this I would say in the recipe you would put that like track two or three. So what what, what the placement of this banger track and then on top of this band kind of choosing to go almost I, fuck it's almost like a stylistic like change. Um, it sounds like you I, think they uh, shot
1: themselves in the foot by front loading with this like their best well, track maybe
0: it's not even their best track it is it is something different from the other four tracks okay uh, I see track, All track, right. track I'm two, hearing what I want to hear <laughs> yeah track two is an insert is basically because noisy insert and then ultimately just a breakdown mm. and then going back into like an insert kind of again of like into like a like slowed riff um, then going into track three uh, and then track four again is just this insert with just noise then like then you go right into track five and there was just there the riffs weren't what track one was track one was just like dot dot start stop fucking and then the rest is just (laughs) they're like rocky riffs almost and i just i'm very confused you're right um in this approach that was definitely
1: Um, a note that i had made that this I mean the, the the strongest material is definitely in the beginning of the ep and that i did feel like some of the songs runtimes are a bit padded by that feedback noise samples and track yeah. track four i think is the one that you're pointing out is ostensibly all of the above you're just netting less content on the runtime of the ep i just wish there was yeah. actually i wish there was more actual music on this release is i guess is what i'm trying to say yeah
0: uh it, it just, um, yeah, like, legitimately, like, to me, like, Cell Damage is track one with a music video, and then there's, like, four tracks that I don't really remember. That's... That's where it is.
1: That's certainly fair.
0: But, you know, but I mean, and, and All once in all, again, I, I still think not this is... A, <laughs> no, totally. Yeah.
1: And I, I still think that, all that being said, this is still, right away, you can tell this is a, a massive, or at least a, a substantial step up from their first EP, Zebulon. Mm-hmm. Like, the material is much better. Like, they've totally agree dude yes they've dialed it in quite a bit more and it it certainly smacks of heavy heavy lolo and horse the band If horse the band didn't have keys like it really has yep. that kind of fun party core california vibe that from a lot of bands that we used to really enjoy and they're also doing something really good with the cp i just want to we should have pointed this out right away but uh, from their band camp if purchased all proceeds from this album camouflaged shirts and wall flags are going towards the anti-racism fund anti Fuck yeah so you're supporting a good cause if you pick up their album or any of their merch so that's that's certainly a nice thing but yeah I, I gotta agree the I felt like the best stuff was in the beginning of the EP the rest of the EP was un at least in relation to that first track was completely uncharacteristic it didn't it was sort of a de- complete departure really and um yeah I just don't feel like the, the quality or the heart was there quite as much.
0: I agree, dude. That's yeah. It's just, um, yeah, it is what it is.
1: (laughs) No, you know, listen, we can, it's not like we have to, we're supposed to be offering critique on this podcast. I don't want to just mindlessly offer, you know, praise because we, that's anyone can do that. Anyone can say that they love something and then not offer any sort of critical analysis and sort of explain why it is that you enjoy it or why it is that you don't enjoy it and uh, expand on that.
0: Yep. Yeah. I, I, uh, overall, um, Uh, I just hope Cell Damage pumps out some more uh, and man if we're going to focus on anything that fucking track with that music video is fucking awesome (laughs) so I'll fucking watch that a million times it's all good
1: yeah I mean of course I would obviously hope for more of the first track but I guess moreover I would hope for more of just a a cohesive focused effort that feels like it's absolutely that feels like it's uh, the same band and not not laden with like interlude tracks, man
0: yeah if you if you got under six tracks and you got one plus possibly one and a half to two tracks that are like a buffer man i don't know what we're really paying for and what we're listening to then you know that kind of thing like is that noise insert really that crucial in track four if it's only five to six tracks well you know what is it i'm really that say, important but- Yes, I also want to point anyways. out that
1: that broken bleeding just to get back to some positive things that are really beating them right now. Um, <laughs> I really like their their broken bleeding flag that I just mentioned a moment ago. the it was actually drawn by Robbie Smith or Rob Smith, I suppose he probably goes by now of heavy heavy Lolo. so just to tie that Oh whole, no shit. yeah to tie that whole comparison in together they're they're certainly like in that they're like trying to portray themselves as heavy heavy acolytes to some degree. <laughs> all
0: right, yep all right. I, yeah, all right. So basically, I'm,
1: I'm down with this. Like, it is actually really good. As, as much as we kind of like unloaded the criticism there, like, it is good and it is a big step up from Zebulon. Imitation of a Crow is especially promising. The lyrics are good. They're they're thoughtful. They're thought provoking. So, so we're gonna go ahead and give you Imitation of a Crow because that's obviously the banger. And uh, that's track one from Runoff of Oil. Excuse me, Runoff of Acid, Oil and Water. And that came out on September 4th by Cell Damage. Here we go. Right, so that was Imitation of a Crow, which is track one from Cell Damage's new EP, Runoff of Acid, Oil, and Water. And that came out on September 20th. So the next project we're going to talk about is The Sound Linens Creation. And The Sound Linens Creation is a one-person mathcore tech grind project from Allen, Texas. And uh, they're dropping their new album, Memes, Dreams, and Flying Machines, on October
0: 2nd. <laughs> that name as cheesy as that is it, it works so fucking well how memorable is it though like you do not it, it forget works. that well done I <laughs> just gonna say well fucking done you know,
1: like seriously the marketing on this release the, the branding rather is really good like de- right down to the names of the songs and the cover everything about it is like eye popping and memorable and I think this is like the project's best effort by far too it's like the most o- Oh, absolutely. Over the top, almost fucking wacky and cacophonous instrumentation. It's like fucking Looney Tunes in mathcore form basically.
0: <laughs> um anybody that's that that follows that's been following mathcore index for years, I'm pretty sure you've all maybe possibly seen the artist Lou Kelly uh be kind of dropped every once in a while. I feel this has a very Lou Kelly um uh uh kind of feel to it that mr bungle absolutely patent uh just almost you said it mr bungle for sure that Daughters, provato, too. Just, just like having almost having just a good old time with your fucking vocal range mm-hmm. where you are just going all over the place being playful um, if you will <laughs> very playful um and it's uh so with this it took me probably two or three lessons to Except the playful vocals on top, Bec- but that's because I was enjoying the complete grindy, n- just na- nasty brutality uh, that is this project already. So, um, it's it, so over the top already, you know, like it was it's, already it's a,
1: over the top, and then he just made it even more boundary pushing.
0: Um, it's a give and a take. Uh, what I think I why I accept the the more fun vocals in this more is because of uh, the two music videos that you've released uh, that you've premiered from this uh, album. Um,
1: the, There's just one, but so,
0: yeah. Well, no, wait, was, is it just one? Just one. Just one. Okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, with uh, um, with this uh, this this group though, uh, or just this this individual, um, it's interesting that you're getting not only the it's the artwork it's the lyrics it is the complete style of music everything is just one person and i mean he's been very consistent through the years of this style that he's going into so i i as much as these kind of like playful vocals struck me a little off like i i i get it because he's just Progressing. No, you just took the adding words a little extra. Exactly. You know,
1: like, exactly. There, there's been a ton of progression in the instrumentation, like in terms of like the vocal delivery, the the vocal stylings. Yes, like I mean, it is slightly off, but it does work so well, especially when we're doing that singing. There's, mm-hmm. like, there's quite a bit of singing mm-hmm. on this release, like way more. There is.
0: There is a lot more than I was expecting, dude. Exactly. Because because the, the, the one pr- the the video you premiere, there is some some in there, and then there's more there was, this, there was <laughs> the single that, <laughs> there was the
1: single that was on the best of volumes one through five compilation that we also premiered too and that one also had some singing on the end of it as well really
0: so I didn't go back to, I, I didn't go back to that one you did there it's, it's, on, on, it's on
1: the album as well it's called Slurping Up That Ice Cream Baby
0: Ah, that one, yes yeah. There is definitely, yes, there is some singing on that so one So uh, I'm not sure about that that title, by the way <laughs> I am very, <laughs> I don't like it But anyways All,
1: The titles <laughs> certainly uh, evoke something But <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I mean, there's been, a uh, just to get back to like you're saying There's a lot of evolution in the instrumentation And the vocals The last album he started introducing keys Some piano, rather And on this album, there's also the addition of horns so, yes, we, we've pushed yes. it even further. This is like some of the most. I cannot emphasize how boundary pushing this is with the addition of piano and now with the addition of horns and these, you know, really like baritone, Mr. Bungle, Mike Patton esque kind of singing moments Well, they're almost like lounge. They're such a complete departure. It almost like hits you unawares, you know? It's like I smooth will jazz. Always moment.
0: take the warmth. <laughs> like some of- fucking
1: twisted math core Frank Sinatra
0: dude, I don't fucking care. Brass, wood mitt, woodwind, I don't fucking care. Just give me that warmth of just like, I, I want that jazziness kind of feel. I, I, I like that a lot. Um, it works even so it well. Is, and
1: even even though the singing it, is it, off, it, uh, that works well too. It,
0: it, the thing is with this, it everything's so off kilter already and it just you almost have to openly accept like, oh, there's some horns in there. Of course there would be some fucking horns in there, that kind of thing. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, man, uh, I, I really, I'm I'm stoked on this because uh, it's soon to come out um, got CDs and vinyl coming which is pretty fucking sick for just a, a, a solo individual project um, pretty pretty stoked on that that's right uh, yep um, it, it's just uh, once again I, I, I think it's, this is a progression and I'm even though the vocals are a little duh, 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 uh, I'm down dude with I this. like him I, I, yep. I think
1: I think he did a really good job even though they're, they're yep. slightly off again, I think that it really works in this context the singing in particular I feel like the screaming is always on point but I mean it gets a little the singing does get a little off, off key but man like the moments that it's it's worked into really just do hit me the right way I do have mm-hmm. some critiques though I feel like this album is too short there is a lot of ideas being expressed which is something we certainly do champion but some of them could perhaps use some more embellishment Length is par for the course, though, in terms of, like, the artist and the style. You know I mean? It is fucking, like, tech grind, so we're not going to expect a 45-fucking-minute a, a opus from Chris. But, you know, sometimes I wish there were... I wish it was a longer... I wish it was a longer runtime, maybe. But other than that, I pretty much do love everything about this. This is the exact kind of forward-thinking, extreme music that we champion on this podcast and that I champion yep. in my, yep. my day-to-day activities so and i really liked uh well pretty much every track but an apple a day you'll die anyway which hasn't come out yet because it's track one <laughs> is fucking nasty i think that's one of the nastiest tracks on the album and i would love to play it for you but we're trying to hold it back because it's <laughs> it's the first track so we're not going to play that one i also liked uh, can i be aborted even though i'm 29 which is of course the video that we premiered which i will link for you in the description and it's like this cartoony cutout skeleton like taking this car ride across this like hellscape and there's like flying heads on fire and trapeze wire people. And it's, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. It
0: fits. It fits very well. (laughs) It's as busy as the music sounds. Yep, 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 yep. And even if you look back in his old uh, album artwork from the past releases, it, it all it all checks in. You Truly. you can see the Carney Scarbosa artwork. You yeah, know. when you break it all down, if you like go back and do the math, and you're like, oh, this definitely is one fucking guy. Like that kind of thing. That's I mean, and I like that. I like that there's a personality behind this band because it's one person just doing what they want to do, and they are consistent in what they want to do. And if anything, like we we're saying with the vocals, they're just adding a little bit on Which is amazing right so we're
1: talking yeah. in essence we're talking about like a visionary here like Chris is a visionary he has a very distinct vision for what he wants to do with this project I would actually say that this is like one of my favorite one person projects since arms and methwitch like um, by by far one of the best that I've heard ever
0: one more thing uh with with a band like this um I, I myself, I've said this before on other episodes, uh, you know, I'm not a musician, um, I have did vocals back in the day, but I mean, like, I don't get to, I don't, I don't play guitar, I don't do anything like that so I always envy, like, things like what you do, Christian, where you can, like, play guitar you get it out of your fucking brain. You can play something and get it out. That must fucking feel amazing. <laughs> and then on top of that, these bands like this that are one-person projects, they are literally talented enough to just pre- like, even if they're doing, like, you know drum machines and stuff, like they got the recording equipment. They're able to produce. They're able to write. They're able to structure a song. They're able to play the fucking music. Play drums. Play this. And hey, they play keyboards too. Like everything. I, I think it is so fucking amazing that people can just produce themselves these days. And I just um sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. And you know, you got a lot more kind of thing, the shitty things out there because everybody can do it. But this is a, a perfect example of. Uh, a visionary just doing what he wants to do and it's you know this motherfucker has a first and a last name but not anymore he is now this this group and it's just i i think it it must feel so it must be so cleansing and also uh your own personal hell to be your own band i can only imagine how no <laughs> checks and balances and, and just I mean like and then it's like the question of like no one's there to be like I no doing. that's a bad
1: idea dude don't do that
0: exactly like what am I doing and then it's like the question what am I doing well it's like what am I doing in this song what am I doing in life what am I doing with this fucking band what am I doing just <laughs> talking to myself asking these questions there's a lot of I mean, room for hesitation and self doubt going, in, in a lot going yeah. on man yeah for sure there, so yeah. So to execute anything like this, pull it through. Like, yep, this is what I am. The sound that ends creation. I've been doing this for four fucking years. Like, game on. Next fucking album. I I, I promote it. I agree I, with I you, Leo. Yeah.
1: Art is yeah. hard.
0: Whoo, boy, yeah.
1: <laughs> and I mean, <laughs> what what is what is an artist but a, a deeply curious musical spirit who can manifest whatever he hears inside of his head. <sighs> Uh, so yeah, yeah I, I have uh, respect yeah, yeah. and admiration for. <laughs> yeah. I have respect and admiration for anyone who can do that. You know, it, as you say, it, it takes a lot, especially when you're doing it on your own with no one else to to filter out those bad ideas. I mean, as as a musician in particular, as like a in a different medium, perhaps I can imagine not needing to worry about, you know, necessarily worrying about feedback or um, what your audience is going to, you know, anticipating what your audience is going to feel about your music, but. Yeah, as a, as a as a musician it's it's certainly a lot different, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And yeah, this is this is about as extreme as it gets. I mean, without any filters, <laughs> Chris has certainly given us one of the most extreme things that I have personally ever heard. Again, with this introduction of keys and horns, it's just pushed it that much fucking further. Uh some other tracks that I liked very quickly. I liked I mean, there's some really good cuts deeper into this album. I don't want to just continually talk about the beginnings of albums on this podcast, like Track five, like excuse me, life is like a box of chocolates, mostly disappointing. Uh, the keys and horns are especially over the top on that one, and on track seven, staring into the jaws of capitalism and saying "Yes, Daddy, please."
0: <laughs> that song title is intense. That is a That's fucking a lot.
1: that is an S tier song title, by the way. But with those chugs in between the keys, it's fucking apeshit bananas. So I, re- yep. I really like that one I also liked uh, weddings or funerals with cake which is probably the most boundary pushing track on this album with the extremity of the key and horn parts in particular there i mean they're they're certainly prevalent in that life is like a box of chocolate songs but that song too it's like in the beginning they hit this super high register in the beginning and it's uh, I'm, I'm I'm flustered now and being redundant but Give this album a listen. I mean, it's fucking 18 minutes. You got you got nothing to lose. I mean, it's basically Parasite. If you listen to See You Next yep. Tuesday's Parasite, you can listen to this. It's the same l- runtime. Speaking of which, yep. uh, if you like Psyopus, See You Next Tuesday, Colloquial Kiss, Mr. Bungle, you should definitely be into what The Sound That Ends, uh, that ends Creation is doing. So we're going to go ahead and give you uh, Slurping Up That Ice Cream Baby, which is track six from The Sound That Ends Creation's new album, Meme Dreams, Memes, Dreams, and Flying Machines which is coming out on October 2nd via Dark Trail Records on 12-inch Final and CD. Here we go. So good though, like, just really flirting with extremity here. I don't, I don't, I can't, I can't think of very many projects that are pushing the envelope this fucking hard that are also one-person projects, aside from Methwitch and Zithlia, and just being so not genre-defying necessarily, but I mean, quite nearly. I mean that like that outro section is certainly disparate from the rest of the song, so.
0: Um. Here, one, one second. Here, I gotta crack of soda. Sure. Okay. okay. Come on. You
1: don't have to say anything about it. You can just fucking.
0: I don't want to. I don't want to interrupt you. What kind of soda are you drinking, bud? Um, it is a hard kombucha. Damn it! Uh, I mean, it's a soda. It's a Coca Cola. Uh, no. You
1: fucking uh, booze uh, hound! On. I knew you were lying. I knew it wasn't a fucking soda. Uh,
0: it, it's a uh, June Shine. It's uh, <laughs> the... Um, it's, it's 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 the it, homie. It's 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 the one that Levi I Levi Sebastian. I, drink.
1: I know you better than you know yourself.
0: I don't even know myself, so that's pretty sick. That you know me. <laughs>
1: Not after a couple of hard kombuchas, am Not I right, a brother? brother kombuchas, I don't know
0: anybody. Who is this? Who are, who are you? I gotta get uh, my yo, bitch, man. Yo. <laughs> yo, this is, uh, this is uh, the Midnight Painkillers. The one where uh, the charcoal's in there, where you gotta tip it upside down, and then you got the activated charcoal with the alcohol, so it does nothing to you. You know what I'm saying?
1: <sighs> if you could see me right it's, now, I'm, I'm face palming really yeah. hard.
0: It's like, it's like drinking the beer, but then they add a bottle of water to it. They're like, you know, cause like, you know, you need the water after the beer. And you're like, uh... Because we want to I- rob you actively.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Anyways, I'm, I'm drinking pineapple hard kombucha. It's nice.
1: That is nice. I do really yeah. love hard kombucha in all seriousness, though. All
0: right. Are you drinking on tea or what are you, what are you, what are you doing? Um.
1: No, I actually need to crack a beer. You're making me want to drink now. So stand by. Stand by, <laughs> everyone. <laughs> Time. <laughs> I can still hear you because I have headphones on It's fun I
0: am, I am Christian's uh, friend and also uh, Enabler um, He. Uh...
1: It's like you guys are in my kitchen right now You don't want to be in his kitchen, trust me What? Why is that? Huh? Why is that? Never mind, don't answer that question It's because you're trash You're trash <laughs> <laughs> You stupid son of a bitch <laughs> Okay alright I'm back
0: did you crack your PBR my your piece PBR? Of trash
1: <laughs> Robert would like to know what I'm drinking so I'm going to answer his question not you I'm drinking a, uh, an Eel River California Blondale, Ale which is 5.8 ABV and it's, uh, it's delicious it's organic because that's how we fucking roll oh,
0: I hate you so much
1: organic means expensive
0: that's that's what I'm saying. That's like the activated charcoal in my hard kombucha, and he's saying that's like an organic beer. It's like, what? Are, what are we doing? What's what's going? What's going on here? Like, like, Uh-oh. okay, cool.
1: Levi, the, Levi has reached what's going on tier of anger. <laughs> well, yeah. What is we have to we have to figure out what tiers one through five of your your levels of anger are, but definitely at the top of the fucking pyramid is what's going on
0: oh no listen listen it's like one through five (laughs) like three to five is me going to ask asking you like what's going on here before anything else like I'm yeah I guess five is
1: the the drunk walk home alone before the show is even ended and the headliner has even come on stage right Levi
0: well, that's not anger. That's just Levi doing the Irish exit. That's just what happens when you have too many hard seltzers and take I wanted dishes. a chance to conflate that
1: issue with something else I could just drag you for right now because it was convenient. So I hope you understand.
0: The best – okay, everybody out there. Christian and I have been going to shows forever. And there has never been a time where – okay, so Christian, we most – like some memorable shows, we, we've stuck it all together at, until the end. But most of the time, good old Levi will peace out. And I mean I might be post thirty like, Levi like, certainly. Let's, let's just say let's say. Pre thirties Levi, say,
1: we were bit be- we like drove seven hours to go to the show, so you couldn't go no, home. No,
0: no, 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 homie, homie. 20, 20 like twenty something Levi to now Levi has been it is two Levi's. Like I either piece out like like <gasps> two Levi. Two, two Levis. bands two bands in, two bands in, where I'm like, I gotta the fuck out of here. Or it's like I hang out until like that, the headliner. And then somewhere in the headliner, I'm like, the fuck am I doing here? I gotta get out of here I think I we're just, we're just <laughs>
1: This show that we're describing Is totally Curl Up and Die's Comeback show by the way Or comeback tour and oh, 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 you can so call it that
0: Alright so Curl Up and Die I drunkenly was mad and left Because They disrespected yes. me Yeah yeah I, I, didn't, I didn't like that I didn't like that But anyways We were supposed I also, to
1: interview Curl Up and Die And they kind of pretended like They didn't read our messages Even though we talked about it But they did But they did <laughs>
0: heard the messages. <laughs> anyway, it's
1: all good. We forgive them. Yep. They are we? probably <laughs> We've we talked about this before. Like there was like nobody at that fucking show. They're probably feeling a little sheepish about everything. So, I wouldn't want to be fucking interviewed either, especially not by some Man. fucking pithy blog called Mathcore Index. <laughs>
0: Man, if I was playing shows, I would never want to know how many tickets were sold before I got there. I just fucking it would affect me so well, hard. Listen, as a person who is
1: conversely, as a person who has played to fucking five, six people before, you got to play every fucking show like it is the biggest show, and like it is your last show, and like you love it to mm-hmm. fucking death. Otherwise, okay. I seriously I lose respect for people who can't who can't bring that passion consistently, despite a good turnout
0: the 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 dude the people it was not that bad of a fucking turnout but it's they were like, so
1: they were clearly like bumming about it really hard though
0: yeah but it's also it's like you guys are you know yeah 40 people our people
1: <laughs> on a fucking week night in San Francisco when there's fucking you know what what was it um <sighs> Uh, Some huge hardcore band was down the street that night. So honestly, like you can't even.
0: Oh, that's what it. It's always that, dude. It's always some other big show. It was. It was. Help me out here. Oh my god!
1: Is was it the band with the wrestling name?
0: No, 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 no. It was Um, Tap Out. It was
1: that band, Tap Out.
0: No, no. So (laughs) Levi doesn't get it. Um, it was an old band. Uh, man, it was throwback. No, no, there's a few of them. No, no, that's what I'm saying. It was it was a straight-edge vegan band. Oh, no, no, no! It was Earth Crisis. Earth Crisis, I'm pretty sure, was playing that night. It was, like, one of those old fucking, like, old hardcore vegan bands where it was, like... I'll take your word for they, it, bud. I believe yeah, you. Yeah, it, it was, like, one of those... Yeah, that's what it was going on. It was, like, there was a huge separation. Because, like, because like, Curl Up and Die's hardcore. And it's, like, majority of, like, the hardcore fans are probably going to be going to, like, the other hardcore show. Like, Curl anywhere. Up and Die,
1: more yeah. like... Sit down and rest. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, Christian. This is why we're I'll friends. be here all night. <laughs> um, oh, God. Yeah, anyways.
1: Anyway, yeah. So that was... Uh, did I close out the track yet? I don't even know. We've just been talking for like fucking 10 minutes fully. So that was a slur- <laughs> I'm pretty sure I have it. So that was Slurping Up That Ice Cream Baby, which is track six from Memes, Dreams, and Flying Machines, which is uh sounded in the creation's new album which is coming out on October 2nd via Dark Trail Records shameless <clears throat> self-promotion there
0: Yep, cough cough
1: I couldn't help myself how, how am I going to come on this podcast and not fucking talk about that first of all
0: well technically it's just um, it's coincidence and timing because you just so happen to have a podcast and happen to be running Dark Trail Records It's what, what it is so is a clear
1: like, conflict of interest but fortunately no one has really called me out for it yet so we're going to keep going until that day comes
0: Everybody in the chat, if you call him out, I swear to God.
1: I mean, I've said it so many times, but just to repeat for for anyone who's like new to this podcast for later listening, like when I Dark Trail Records is my label, but I certainly would not put out anything that I don't fully believe in and that I don't fully love myself
0: and if you guys go back about 10 minutes you will hear him critiquing the own his i mean the band that he's releasing absolutely even then you're i offered some critiques i I hope to
1: help i hope to help i mean that's that's my whole objective with i'm not just trying to fucking talk shit and like find something negative to say like i hope that the critique is in every instance is taken genuinely to heart and they make improvements upon it if they respect my opinion which, of course, oh, they don't me. have to, sh- and that's fine as well.
0: If you if you sh- sugar-coated the bands that you released, I would fucking be texting you on the side like nobody's business. I mean,
1: let's put it to you this way. There's certain publications out there who just endlessly lick ass and blow smoke up artists' ass and provide absolutely no fucking critique or critical analysis of any sort and just endlessly do cheap bullshit reaction videos to drum up traffic, and that shit is fucking lazy, and I don't stand for it. We don't play that.
0: That's anymore. also that's also why there's certain labels that have basement like floors filled with records that they haven't sold because they just fucking keep saying yes to things and stuff. You, I mean, you gotta fucking at some point have a go and like pick what you're releasing and, you know, that's a that, whole other discussion I mean, but yeah totally absolutely I, I just yeah i mean i wanted to say that i mean i've i've had this in my brain for the last I, i've been buying a lot that's of label life anything, for sure though and i i got like i got i got things to say about shit that just lays around you're you're but, fast yeah.
1: becoming a distro of sorts with screamo index
0: yeah it's. i mean like, you could I mean, if you wanted
1: like, to legitimately you could turn that into a fucking I, distro or label
0: i mean truly purchasing things and like searching around and you see what sits around and like what gets valued and what doesn't get valued and it just like it just fucking depends on just the person man it's crazy Mm. out there it's like uh, I don't know anyways I just I I like that you do critique your own bands that you release so that was good so that's all I gotta say
1: I appreciate that yeah I mean again I I wanted to offer something helpful as well I made sure to definitely (laughs) write down something that was critical because you know there's definitely some there's always improvement to be made like even with my favorite fucking bands, I can, I can critique things that I don't like about their approach or things like I thought mm-hmm. could have been done better. So, so the next band we're going to talk about is Standards. Standards are a math rock duo from Los Angeles, and they just released their new album, Fruit Island, October 28th via Top Shelf Records. And this is, man, just some super twinkly, feel-good math rock of the highest order, basically. Uh, Marcos is essentially one of the best in the two-handed tapping technique game. The he gets it, man. I, he fucking gets it. Truly, this is like the main identifier, the main identifying musical feature of the project is the guitar technique, which is, as I mentioned, all tapping, all two-handed tapping, which is becoming the norm, really, for math rock. I mean, almost all math rock bands, in order to. I think it kind of brings out more of that quote-unquote twinkle aesthetic. Agreed. I mean, a lot of that has to uh-huh. do with, like, dadgaff tuning, just, like, alternate tunings, which allows you just to play, like, a one open chord and really kind of, like, lazily bar big-sounding, flourishy chords, but... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Man, did you want I to say t- something? <laughs> I feel like I cut you well,
0: off. Well, no, Um, I was about to... I was thinking, Um, so... The uh, as we, we, we say the word twinkly, um, I was actually getting less of twinkliness, I guess, in this uh, release. Um, I suppose that's I also overall, true. Overall, so um, I have more a, riff. I, This might be a bit of a stream of conscious, everybody, and I'm really going to try to drop my ums and us as much as I can. You're doing good, but buddy. I have <laughs> I, I have something to, to kind of question and ask here. Um, so with Fruit Island, overall. I I got this more mellow kind of I wouldn't say melodic but just a a mellow vibe chill. And I don't know a chilled vibe but I don't I question is this because of uh, Marcos going because cause what standards is is Marcos and then it is a now drummer. yes yes always has been Marcos and a drummer in some way I mean the first the first release there was a different specific. Drummer. There's a, there, I mean, the first release was standards, and then after that, Marcos has rotated, maybe Kaiwin or whatever, and then there's been two to three other people. Just, I mean, you know, a, I mean, he picks great drummers, and there's they always Forrest play standards. Forest Rice
1: of Covet actually recorded the Friendship EP.
0: Okay, okay, um, thank you for that. Uh, but um, what I uh, was going to ask here is, is the the mellow vibe of this from you know, you sitting at home through all this and just going through it all? Or is this an approach possibly to, you know, we're, we're going to a mellow vibe? Um, or is it possibly a third thing where it um, maybe a bit of a phoning it in thing? And these are questions. So you feel are, like maybe feel it like could for-
1: possibly, this new approach or what you, what you perceive to be the new approach could be reactionary just due to the fact that you know, he's potentially hanging out at home a lot when
0: I when I when I hear it I just hear a dude tapping a guitar in his room um and this is because I I mean literally from track I mean track one so so here's the thing uh hear me out so I believe this is the third release from standards um never has there been what I would call an intro track and I believe there's an that intro track fruit, on this album fruit island is an intro track so that alone I'm like okay i don't know why you're introing into more like what you're introing into because usually an intro track is like instrumental bam track two vocals music vocals music because that was an intro but it's just a mellow starting and i just it it didn't start it off with like fuck yeah for me so then track two is entitled nap and nap does not grab me <laughs> doesn't make me sleep like a nap but it fucking it's pretty on the nose of what it is um and Sleepy, then from there perhaps. on man it it i just i'm i'm very very bored so we're not release. off to it you
1: don't feel like we're off to an energetic start with the beginning of the album essentially
0: um the the whole release i i there's not one one track that is like giving you that energy. Um, hammerhead shark or anything, just like kindwin's d- da- birthday. I mean, like I, I, don't, I don't, I don't see I, what I see in this release is Marcos in quarantine in his room, and that's what I. S- it sounds like to me, like I, I don't hear standards. Well, from and and the thing is, he's using the same mistake. Go off, King. Go off. i, I mean, listen I, once again, man. I, I, I told you I was going to go on a bit of a tangent here. But the thing is, I, I want to say it again. With this release going in the same style, he's always done the same thing. But he's using the same artwork and aesthetics. So when I see the pineapple and the fruit and all this stuff and the pi- and all this shit on the on the album cover, I'm like, cool, we're going back into it. But it's it's just, I, I'm I'm bored on the third release, and now I'm seeing the same artwork and stuff, and now I just think that he's just an instrumental dude naming fruits and, and like I see the song titles and I'm just I'm fucking I, I don't get it It sounds like really you're disappointed anymore. I'm very disappointed in it and I feel like it's a very phoned in release um, and I'll just leave it at that
1: I totally respect your opinion and uh, you know as much as I feel like the technique is all there like the musicianship is there the musicians are there like Forrest Rice of Covet is a great drummer Brody Smith of Seder and Exist, who is the other drummer that was brought in to help record this album, is a fucking great drummer. Mm-hmm. really love uh, the latter's work in particular. Not the biggest fan of Covet. I do feel... I, I wonder, kind of just a second, your thoughts, I wonder if maybe bringing in Forest of Covet kind of served to homogenize this band's sound just ever so slightly. I feel like Covet is kind of more what the new standards album sounds like in that they're both not as overtly technical and perhaps more deliberately accessible, maybe more deliberately chill, which is a a vibe that I think Chan kind of started to lean in more and more to make themselves more marketable. I don't want to like question the motives of this project, but yeah, I do kind of feel like maybe it it is starting to repeat itself slightly. I'm not seeing a lot of variation Mm -hmm. in some of the ideas being expressed on the album.
0: Yeah, I I do feel like it was... Go ahead, sorry he oh, he still i mean you're still naming things after fruit and vegetables and and, that's, and aquatic this animals this is all
1: bell that, that stuff is more of a personal preference i hate the art well, too <laughs> it felt childish but, but you, no, no, i'm no, talking about saying and i didn't to, care for the art i felt it was childish um but no, although it's to, not
0: the art it's it's the song titles too Well, Chris, sure I'm that's that's a naming yeah. scheme though
1: i mean that's again that's so subjective not liking the that's art mar-
0: it's marketing it's marketing it's
1: brand branding marketing. more specifically is, i think branding is the word we, we want to use here but yeah I didn't well,
0: you put it on a T-shirt now. It's marketing. It's fucking. It's okay. like you know, he's selling it. He's like.
1: But fruit has always been a big part of this band's visual aesthetic. To just kind of backtrack on everything I just said right there, I, you know, that's that's not like it's a new aesthetic. They've always fucking embraced that. All the song titles, It's always been that since day one. So we shouldn't be incredibly surprised. Hmm. I do feel like it could have been better, though. I, I'm am a little lukewarm on this release overall, but I, there were some tracks I did feel like really stand uh, were standout. Uh, Starfish, mm-hmm. for example, I thought was really strong. Track 4, Special Berry, I felt like maybe wasn't particularly interesting, but it did have some interesting... i would never seen thumping used in a Mac, math rock context like that.
0: That was interesting. That was interesting was little, to see yes. that. And okay, I'll give you that. That
1: was very catchy, too. So kind of a return to form in the catchiness of standards. But just to get into like more of the deeper cuts, I think Track 8, Horchata was one of the strongest tracks on the album by far. Uh, I feel like that the stronger tracks were kind of front-loaded and back-loaded, respectively, because track 12, What You Aren't, which is my favorite track, has some especially clean-as-fuck percussion, like really sneaky blast beats, really great drum work from Brody of Seder. like definitely putting his fucking stamp of playing. Not to discount Forrest's playing, by the way. Sometimes I can't even actually tell. I have to like go and look and be like, oh, it's actually not Brody. It is Forrest on this track, but that particular performance on what you aren't is the best drum performance on the album. And the songwriting is also the best too. In my opinion, what you aren't, we get to see a more like kind of emotionally gripping moment. Like there's not too many of those moments that are like super stirring and uh emotive, You know what I'm saying? They're not super, there's not a lot of emotive moments. They're all very kind of, you know, mellow. I, I think the biggest problem with this album is just, it's too linear,
0: man. Um, can I tell you something? Uh, um, I'm sorry to interrupt. No, um, no, so I was—I
1: ran a steam right there. Seem, that was it. Well, you seem very
0: <laughs> well. You—you've been very informed with like the drummers of each track, and I gotta be honest with you. Um, this one specifically, just because it was standards, I was a little bit more lazy, and I kept listening to it through um, Spotify, and I'm seeing that uh, Marcos definitely gave a pretty full length story here in the you know the concept of this album here and then he also gives all the credits to everybody man this might so i want to backtrack as much as i was just a quote-unquote a hater a few minutes ago with um i, don't I think mean, either I one of us said the that we way. hated
1: it or we didn't like it i, I, I actually i feel deeply respect well, what I'm, this project does it's some of the best map I, rock out there but
0: I don't like this album. I myself don't like this album. Um but what I do really respect is that it's almost like uh um the the album, I mean the the band uh Octopop
1: Octopulp
0: <laughs> Don't sound um, like you're Italian. <laughs> uh, uh, it's, it's, it's <laughs> put my hands up. And put my,
1: I can see you're making just, the hands right yeah. now. I can just see it in my mind's fucking eye you fucking um, Philistine
0: yep uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, the same thing just um, it, I mean the homie's got the vision he's like giving the credits to like all, everybody like w- with this group I mean, where you had like everybody like doing the, the vocals and giving everybody credit I, I, I guess like Fuck, man. This I almost comes back still... to, like, the
1: challenge of being a one-person project. I mean, ostensibly, this is a yeah, one-person man. project. We have a, a one visionary, really one songwriter really driving the entire yeah. project, and I doubt that the drummers have an incredibly large amount of creative input into, like, the way the songs are written. I'm sure they write their parts, and I'm sure they write their fills, but, you know, I'm sure that they're not necessarily sitting down and writing out the songs. Or maybe they are. I don't know. That'd be interesting. You know, Marcus, let us know. Do, do, do you... Do the drummers, do, uh, do Forrest and Brody take an active part in the composition?
0: Marcos, let us know, because you probably don't listen to this podcast, and you won't. If you
1: haven't turned this off by now.
0: And you probably <laughs> did, so it doesn't matter. And if you haven't, thank on. you. All right, and then somebody's going to tell you that this happened, so you'll listen to it, so cool.
1: <laughs> well, hopefully we've, we've said something that wasn't too harsh and hopefully constructive that he can take and use, and... Uh, there's certainly all that criticism aside, this is very enjoyable and it's like fucking head and shoulders above a lot of other math rock out there. Like let's, let's be oh, real. There's so oh, many.
0: Oh yeah. Let's a,
1: compare it. Yeah. What a homogenized genre. Like there, it's one of the, the most standout projects aside from floral and Rob Ford Explorer. And in, in terms of like the new, like next generation
0: snooze and we're, yeah, and we're speaking like new current. Yeah, I mean like as I'm talking it, about new yeah, bands. Because we yeah, got the, the current and actively running. Yeah, man, standards is is up there. So yeah.
1: So we're gonna go ahead and give you. Let's see. We're gonna give you a what you aren't, which is track 12 from Fruit Island, which is Standards' new full-length album, that came out on August 28th via Top Shelf Records.
0: Pulling out a track 12 for you guys. That's
1: right, baby. Here we go. So that was What You Aren't, which is track 12 from Standard's new full-length album, Fruit Island, and that came out on August 28th via Top Shelf Records. And despite being such a deep cut, that is such a, a good track. Good closer.
0: Dude, yeah, honestly that, that made a lot of sense to, to play that track.
1: Yeah, again I didn't want to play the singles that are on the beginning of the track, or the tracks that people are more familiar with. I figured it would it would serve the project better to play a, a deeper cut from the album because as lukewarm as I am on the album as a whole like that's definitely one of the main highlights along with Starfish and um, what is the other track Horchata yeah just like he actually took guitar lessons from uh, Nick Reinhardt of Terra Melos too so crazy yeah like Marcos definitely knows what's up he's one of the best two handed tappers in the game the tip tip tapper tap yep tip tapper yep (laughs) alright so before we wrap this up I just want to uh, give a special special shout out to our Patreon supporters so thanks so much to Kevin, Jeff, Otis, Phil, Eric, Chris, Robert, Mike, Senza, Kent, Matt, Austin, Jesse, Eli, Jamie, Sam, Andre, Grady, David, Carter, Andrew, Chris, 30 seconds go, Jeremiah, Sonny, Spencer, John, Bum, Ezekiel, Demetri Taylor, Eric, Jesse, Ocone, Rory, Chris, Caleb, Adolfo, Holly, Ethan, Andy, Bebop, Austin, Nabila, Graham, Christian, Matthew Jim, Brandon, Jordan, Joshua Danny, Brian And uh, we got a new Patreon supporter today who, who was that? I can't remember who you are right now but uh,
0: <laughs> Who are you?
1: <laughs> who is this? <laughs> Uncle Leo Gage
0: was it, 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 it was
1: fucking Uncle Leo. It was Gage of um, Gage of a even So thank you so much for coming on board Gage We really appreciate you amazing. And we love your band. It fucks so hard.
0: Mhm.
1: <laughs> so I guess that about wraps it up for the 49th episode of Mathcast. I'm your host Christian, and I'm your co-host Levi, and we'll be back again next week with some more sick underground bands. Good night and stay beautiful.